Hi there, everybody, and welcome to Greenlight Reviews, the show where we talk about movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to discuss Running with Scissors. Snip, snip, snip. <laughs> the film was based on a memoir written by Augustine Burroughs, and a young man named Joseph Cross plays Augustine Burroughs when he's a young teenager. Terrible things happened to this young teenager. I would say so. First of all, he is living with his alcoholic father, played by Alec Baldwin, and a very, very, very unstable mother, played by Annette Benning. The mother, Deirdre Burroughs, wants to be a great poet, and she feels that everybody is stopping her from doing that. Mm-hmm. A little self-involved. This oh my moment, goodness! I would yes. Say. So finally, she starts going to a psychiatrist played by Brian Cox, Dr. Finch. And eventually, when she and her husband break up, she decides she's going to send Augustine, her son, to live Mm -hmm. with Dr. Finch and his family. A very poor decision, I might add. A very poor decision, because if you think the Burroughs family was crazy, wait till you hear about the Finches. Well, there's Mrs. Finch, Agnes Finch, played by the wonderful Jill Clayburgh. Who looks nothing like we remembered her. No, she just looks really dreadful in this film. She has two daughters, Gwyneth Paltrow and Evan Rachel Wood. Gwyneth Paltrow is crazier than all of them. And Evan Rachel Wood is very much a rebel. Well, she's very goth in her appearance, but yet there's an honesty about her character and a hopefulness, I think. Well, I think that's true, and I think she's the only character in the film young Augustine relates to in a positive way. We also have Joseph Fiennes. He is a former patient of Dr. Finch's. He now hangs around the house. He is a gay man and very much into rough trade, and he seduces Augustine Burroughs when he is 14 years old. And this is the most unpleasant film I've ever seen. It started out to be cute and amusing, and I knew that it was about two dysfunctional families, but I thought, okay, this will be funny, and there'll be a little something behind it. It grew horrible for me. It grew horrible when Gwyneth Paltrow decided her cat was talking to her, and she decides to starve it to death by trapping it under a laundry basket. That was not funny to me. Well, it isn't at all funny. No. It's a horrific scene. And then, of course, other things happened. There's a bathroom scene that we just can't discuss on this show, but my goodness, I couldn't believe anybody was doing this. Well, there was a certain amount of imagination involved, but let's leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. But it didn't touch my imagination at all. I was very, very unhappy with it. I liked the first 10 minutes, and I started disliking it so badly, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Okay. Well, I'm going to say that I thought this movie was extremely difficult to get through, and it was very hard to like the picture. I mean, it's tough when you have a lot of unlikable characters doing terrible things to themselves and to other people. Now, I worked very hard thinking about this movie, and I know you did too. I'm not saying you didn't, but I really wanted to know why this movie affected me so deeply, even though I didn't really care for it. Okay, I'm interested to hear that. I think it was because the character that Annette Bening was playing really shows the audience just how terrible and how destructive mental illness can be. She goes through the throes of a manic depressive state from about 10 minutes into the movie, and we watch her get progressively worse. It is a very tough role for her to play. I appreciated it because I have lived with a person who went through this very same illness, and I think it touched me because 
I can't recall a movie in recent years that touched on this subject. Well, I think you're probably right, Anne. And I have to say, after stating how much I disliked this film, there are actors in this movie who were brilliant, Annette Benning being first and foremost. She is a wonderful actress. I felt bad for her that she was dealing with the script. I thought that Brian Cox, who played Dr. Finch, was absolutely wonderful. He's a fantastic performer. I think Joseph Fiennes was wonderful in his part. I thought Evan Rachel Wood was very, very effective. Alec Baldwin was very good. Mm-hmm. And even Gwyneth Paltrow, we didn't see much of her at all. But I thought what she did had a little depth to it. Right. Les, I believe that underneath all that crassness and rudeness and grossness, I think that the writer is actually saying this is a group of square pegs in round holes who ultimately survive. And they survive because of the bonds of family and the fact that they know that they are loved within those family units. Well, I think it was the message, because this was a true story. So I think they wanted us to walk out of there feeling a little bit good, but they did too much bad things to us. Well, (laughs) I want to talk about one great scene for me that really brought the movie together, and that was the final sequence in which Jill Clayburgh, who plays the seemingly most neurotic character in the household of the shrink, comes to the rescue of the young boy, Joseph Cross, and makes a sacrifice for him that is so full of love and compassion and empathy that it really will bring tears to you. And I believe that it probably did affect you. It did affect me, and I think one of the reasons it affected me is that I've always believed Jill Clayburgh to be one of our finest actresses. I have missed her absence from the screen for many, many years, and I think she gave this role a lot. I think all of them did. I don't think anyone in the film was bad, but I think the script was terrible, and I think the direction could not decide whether it wanted to be a tragedy with comic overtones or a comedy about crazy people, which is just not funny. I don't think it was a funny film. There were moments of amusement, but I think the film was a rather serious look at a very serious subject. I think Annette Bening did a great job in showing us just how tragic mental illness can be. I'm not saying it's everyone's cup of tea. This is a cautionary movie. If you love Annette Bening and you want to see a movie that explores the darker side of a kooky lifestyle, then you might find Running With Scissors to be an interesting picture. I'm giving it a flickering yellow light less. I think that Running With Scissors has some nuggets of truth and honesty and love and compassion. It's just a lot of work to get there. Well, Anne, I'm not being cautious about this movie. I thought it was a stinker. I was not comfortable with the moment of it, so I'm going to give it a red light. Okay, that's a fair comment. Okay, good. So, a yellow light from Anne for Running With Scissors, and a red light from me. The film stars Annette Bening, Brian Cox, Joseph Fiennes, Evan Rachel Wood, Alec Baldwin, Jill Clayburgh, Gwyneth Paltrow. The wonderful Christian Chenoweth, who has a couple of scenes that are very, very amusing, and she's adorable and funny. She's fabulous. And, of course, young Joseph Cross, who plays Augustine, and really does a marvelous job with a very difficult role, but none of it's enough. So, one yellow light and one red light for Running With Scissors. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.